Jose Uscaragui versus Caleb Plant. Post-fight thoughts. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor.fm. And of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FightJunkie2006. So Caleb Plant just wrestled away the IBF title and is the new champion. This really was a tale of two fights. Going in the uh, early on, Caleb pretty much was dominating Jose. He really was. The hand speed was an issue. But more than that, the surprising thing was his power. Technically, he scored two knockdowns. I think the first knockdown, even though they never showed the replay, which was very strange, was more of a combination of a punch slip. But the second knockdown was 100% legitimate. In fact, Jose was pretty much putting it on him and got caught in between. So... It was impressive from Caleb as far as the uh, the punching power goes. He showed good punching power in this fight. And it was enough punching power, as we mentioned in the previous uh, Fight Prediction podcast, which, as usual, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can click the icon in the upper right-hand corner of this video, and it will link back to the original podcast. Um, it was enough to keep Jose hesitant. Even though he was putting on the pressure, we mentioned this in the previous podcast, if Caleb had enough power to keep Jose hesitant, he would still come forward, but he wouldn't let his hands go. And I think you saw that tonight. And the commentators were going crazy that he needs to let his hands go. He needs to let his hands go. And Anthony Durrell actually had it right. He said, well, he's afraid of the counter. And that was true. He didn't want to let his hands go because his punches were a little bit wider. That's another thing I criticized Caleb for and some of his previous fights is that he could get a little wide tonight. He didn't get wide. Uh, certainly, Jose was the wider fighter when he threw his punches, the much slower fighter, but we knew that going in. But Jose knew he had to be very careful with throwing his punches because Caleb would be able to ride it and counter it, and he did that effectively for most of the fight. The bad thing was the second half of the fight for Caleb. I won't necessarily say like bad, like terrible, but it was a big flaw that you saw was his stamina. Now, I thought the coach, his coach had it right when he tried to pull him back. I know the commentators didn't like it, but I think they were 100% wrong. At that point, when you're talking the 6th or 7th round, you could see he had enough uh, points in the bag right there that all he had to do was stand up and he could win the fight. So his coach understood that. His corner understood that. I'm critical of coaches and corners all the time. This time I have to give this corner, this particular corner, props because they understood that he was in control of the fight. He was obviously up on the cards, and all he basically had to do at this point was not get knocked down. You get knocked down, then you're getting you know, into that scoring position where Jose was winning rounds later on, and we spoke about that as well, by just coming forward because Caleb had to pull back. He was getting tired. I do believe he was hurt one time in the fight, but you could see the fight kind of shift there after those those early to middle rounds and Jose was able to open up a little more because Caleb wasn't firing back. He didn't have to worry as much about being hit with the counter and then if he was hit with the counter there wasn't as much steam on it as there was early in the fight. So Jose gave away a lot of the early rounds. Obviously when you throw in the two knockdowns then he's way behind the eight ball and in those middle to late rounds he really had to let it all go. Did he? I mean, I think he did what he could. He didn't look like he was 
you know, really on par tonight. He didn't look like he was the sharpest I've ever seen him. But you could see the fight when it shifted, when Caleb started to get tired. Jose was much more effective. He won those rounds, and that's actually what made the fight closer. The 115, 111, 116, 110, I believe is 100% right. I don't think you could give any more rounds to Jose. Like I said, with the early domination from Caleb and then the two knockdowns and then him fading late, I think those are the accurate scores that you get. And I think he was the rightful winner. And going in, we had some questions about Caleb. Specifically, was this a big step up? How would he handle the punching power of Jose? What would his own punching power look like? You know, stamina, would he fade? Uh, would he get over aggressive, leave himself wide open in some of the exchanges? How would his defense hold up? Overall, I mean, he did a really amazing job. I'm even going to give him a pass, really, for like the stamina. He's never, ever fought anybody in his career up until now that put that kind of pressure on. Even when Jose wasn't throwing a lot of punches early on, when Caleb was able to dictate the pace, Jose was still making a move making him use his legs. He was still throwing a shot here or there. So he was still under fire. He still had to be defensively sound. And so for him to get a little tired, I don't believe he's ever been 12 rounds before. For him to get tired in those late, in those championship rounds is kind of expected. The fight would have been much, much closer on the cards had those two knockdowns not occurred. You could see that. You could see the way that second half happened and Caleb started to fade and Jose started to come on. Again, he had the confidence to let his hands go more, not worrying about the counter, not worrying about the power punch. So I think the fight would have been a lot closer. And I think that speaks to how the odds had Jose as I believe it was like 180-ish, somewhere around there by decision, and like 270-ish by KO. So the books originally thought he too could win on the cards. And we went over that, how he was going to get rounds for coming forward. We just didn't realize he was only going to get those rounds after Caleb slowed down. Because early on, I don't think it was really competitive. I think Caleb showed that he has really good skills. Even his defense was a lot better tonight. You know, he was facing a big puncher, and he really didn't get hit too much. You can see he got cut. His nose was bleeding. He was fatigued, but I think that has a lot more to do with the pressure that Jose was putting on him the entire night than it does about just, you know, being bombarded with punches that physically wear you down. Again, I did say I think he was hurt. Um, but he took the shots well. I mean, those are the things that you're looking for. It's not just about this fight. You're going to see Caleb in more fights. He's the IBF champ. You're looking at you're looking at how he's going to progress against the, the top tier levels, how he's going to fare against those guys. And so you're looking at this as future capping uh, information that you can use. How did he fare when he stepped up against Jose? What were some of the holes that you saw? What are some of the things that he did better? Because imagine... He did this well against Jose, which, again, I considered a step up on paper. I still believe it was a step up. I believe it was an action-packed fight. I believe it was competitive only because, again, those those late rounds where he slowed down, that's what made it competitive. But you can see in the scorecards, 15-11, 16-10, was, there were areas of competitiveness. Even in the rounds that Caleb was clearly winning, Jose was still there. He was still in his face. He was still, you know, an object that had to be dealt with. It wasn't like Caleb just had his way 
and there was no threat of danger whatsoever. So it was a competitive match in that sense. It's just when you're scoring it in a 10-point must, whether you win the round by a lot without a knockdown or a little, it's still a 10-9 round. So you got that competitiveness going on, but when you get to the end of the fight, sometimes the scores can be lopsided. And again, it would have been more competitive, obviously, without the knockdowns, and it would have been uh, less competitive had Caleb not slowed down. So you can go either way with that. But overall, I think that he did really good. I think that there, he answered a lot of questions that a lot of people, including myself, had going into this fight about how he was going to be able to perform because he is a boxer puncher and he does like to move and you have to see him under pressure like that. And you have to see him with a big puncher that can hurt him or the threat of being hurt is always there. You have to see what happens when he gets tired. Is he still defensively sound? Now, you could see the big difference there. He did get hit more late, and that is because he got fatigued, and that's why I'm always preaching. You want to have the best technique possible because when you get tired, it will, it will diminish. So if you start out with shitty technique, when you get tired, it's going to be even shittier. If you start out with the best technique possible, then when it diminishes, when you fatigue and you get tired and you've been hurt, maybe dropped and cut, then it's still salvageable. It's still good enough that it protects you. And in this case, he had the lead. Now, was this corner right telling him to basically use a prevent? Yeah, I mean, like I said going in, if he wins, a win is a win in this case. He snatched the belt. This was a step up. He's going to have big money fights, should have big money fights going forward. A win is a win. If he did it impressively, it was like a cherry on top. And I think he kind of eked out both. He certainly got the win. And there were times, especially early, where he looked very impressive. The way he closed the show wasn't impressive. But you got to understand what you're looking at. And I think anybody who watched the fight understood what they were looking at. He had a big lead. He was basically trying to prevent himself from getting dropped, especially getting knocked out. You didn't want any of those two things to happen. And they knew that they could lose the rounds. In fact, they even said you can lose these last two rounds. I know a lot of people don't like that. And that was one of the gripes with open scoring is that the fighter had after a certain amount of rounds, you know, rounds would go into the prevent defense and it would make the fight stanky. And you would just have a guy running around holding and this, that and the other. But it's strategy. It's part of the game. Yeah, sometimes you want to see the blood and guts, but other times you have to appreciate strategy. And it was a smart game plan to say, hey, we think we've dominated these six or seven rounds. We have two knockdowns in our back pocket. You can lose these next four rounds and not even worry about having to lose on the scorecards. You're going to be the champion. And he didn't go full pre. I mean, he wasn't running around, you know, turning his back to him or anything like that. But you could see there was more holding, a lot more holding. I thought the ref, Jerry Cantu, sucked when it came to that. But we capped that, that that's what... Caleb Plant should do. He should hold him. He should spin him and turn him. He should use that jab and move back and make Jose have to walk through fire to get to him. That's just common sense. He's a boxer puncher. And you saw, even though he had success at times trading with Jose, he got the worst of it more often than not, especially late 
when his legs were a little more fatigued and he stood there, that's actually when he got hurt. The only time in the fight I believe he was seriously hurt was when he was standing and banging with Jose, even though they were both tired and not possessing, you know, the most amount of power they've ever had during the fight later on, he still got hurt. So that was danger and his corner knew that and they told him, hey, we don't need you standing there. Fight smart. You know, if you can lose these two or three rounds, it's fine. Just fight smart. Do what you got to do. Make sure that you put a little bit on him so he just doesn't bull rush you and blast you out of there. But don't worry about going above and beyond. And and the early, you know, after like six or seven rounds, his corner was trying to slow him down, trying to pull back on the reins and say, hey, you know what? You've got these rounds. We don't want you in full prevent, but fight smart. Don't exert all your energy. Don't go overboard and get caught in an exchange and get knocked out when it's looking like we got this thing in the bag. And of course, the commentators were bitching and moaning about it. But that is smart. That is strategy. He didn't just get those points. Nobody just started the the fight and gave him a bag of points that said, here, you're already up seven or eight points. He had to earn those points. So it doesn't matter if you're earning them in the beginning, the middle, the end, whatever the case is, it's an accumulation of points. Once he had those points, I thought it was smart to pull back on the reins a little bit, reel them in, let that, you know, that energy come down, settle down, get behind the jab, you know, still be defensively sound, still put work in. But you don't got to go out there and try to murder the guy. You don't got to go out there and try to close the show when you're already up X amount of points with X amount of rounds lasting left. And you realize, even if I lose these, I can still win the fight. So I think that was a smart strategy. I think it's different from just pure running. I'm not a fan of pure running. What Caleb did tonight, I don't believe was running I don't believe it was totally defensive I don't believe it was just prevent I believe it was a combination of you know working some offense in but not going crazy working some defense and holding was there a little too much holding for my liking yes but if you're going to be able to get away with it you're going to do it I mean that's just the reality of the world I thought Jerry can too did a terrible job when it comes to that not only that with his break You know, if you're a referee and it seems like you're allergic to touching the fighters, maybe you shouldn't be a referee. I know Jerry's been around for a very long time, but maybe he's been around too long. Because if you're on the other side of the freaking ring and you're yelling break and you're not in there, I believe Anthony Durrell even mentioned that. Like, he should be in there if he's yelling break. Yeah, you need to be in there. Not only so you can break them, but because fighters will step back and then hit the other fighter. And then what was it? Was it a break? Protect yourself at all times? You get into all this nonsense that you don't even need to get into if the ref was there, paying attention, involved, close. So as soon as these guys start doing the octopus, you can get in there and break it. Sometimes they were they were wrestling going all around the ring and Cantu was just sitting there like even the commentators at one point said like how long is he gonna let this go before he decides to break it and that was certainly an advantage to plant but you know what when it comes down to it uh Jose and his team should have known exactly how this fight was gonna play out they should have known exactly how Caleb Plant fights there was nothing he did in this fight that he doesn't do in all of his other fights He just did it on a higher level. 
He just did it against a better opponent. But he fought the same way he always fights. He used the exact same combinations I mentioned. I told you guys he loves that left hook. What did he put Jose down with? He loves that left hook. He also loves it to the body. He didn't do it as much to the body from Jose, and I understand why, because obviously he was facing a puncher, and you do kind of leave yourself open. But the left hook to the head, he used it all night. Like I said, he'll use the left hook, and he'll throw the right hand, but he loves that left hook. His hand speed was there. His movement was there. The holding and turning was there. He did everything that he's always done. So Jose's team have no excuses about, oh, he was holding. Because I heard that in the corner. Oh, he's holding. He's holding me. Oh, telling the ref, he's holding. They should have known. He's going to be holding. This should have been part of the training. He's going to hold you. Especially when he got tired. Especially when Jose started putting the pressure on late. Especially when Jose was behind the eight ball and he's like, I got to knock this guy out. Of course he's going to try to hold because he's trying to get seconds off the clock. So that's where it falls on Jose, especially because you can't rely on these officials. I'm sorry, but we've seen it too many times. You can't rely on these referees. You can't rely on these judges. You got to take it into account yourself and try to do the best you can with the tools that you have at the time. And that's one criticism I could hear from people about the prevent Caleb Plant just do enough where I have the points in the bag is that if he would have lost, everybody would have been shitting on his corner. Everybody would have. And you know what they would have said? You can't leave that up to the judges. Just because you think you're ahead doesn't mean you're ahead. And they have a point. I mean, it can. it's ridiculous that we're even talking about this, but it can be risky to do that. It can be risky to say, even though we think we've clearly dominated, have we clearly dominated on the judges' scorecards? Because a lot of times, those three jokers, those three blind mice, those three clowns, those three crooks have a whole different opinion of how the fight's going than 99% of the people in the arena and 99% of the people watching at home. So this time, luckily, that didn't happen because I believe Caleb certainly deserved to win. I don't even actually honestly believe there is much reasoning to go with any type of rematch. I think Caleb showed that he has the skills that are always probably going to give Jose trouble. He didn't really end up in too much trouble as far as like being hurt. Even the fatigue, he was still able to work through it, use his boxing skills to get through it. Still not go completely diff, uh, defense. He still put offense out there. So I don't really see a reasoning why you would think that these two would match up anytime soon unless you get Jose in contender position. Obviously, he just lost. Maybe he fights a couple people. Caleb fights a couple people. And maybe there, there's you know some type of call for them to rematch again. But I just don't see it as far as the way it played out tonight because a boxer is usually going to give a puncher trouble if they have legitimate skills. And that was the question tonight. Did he have legitimate skills? I thought he did. He hadn't showcased it on this type of level. But the other thing was, did he have a legitimate chin? Did he have a legitimate punch? Did he have legitimate cardio? There's a lot that goes into it more than can you just punch this way? Can you look flashy? Are you fast? Do you have quick feet? There's a lot more to it than 
just your overall natural athletic ability. And I thought tonight he showed that he does have those things. And I think going forward, especially in this division, it's going to be difficult because if you linger on the outside, his hand speed is generally going to be faster than anybody else. And he's going to be able to hit you, pot shot, move around, and you're going to have trouble. If you press like Jose did, then you're going to have to really press. You're going to have to really walk through the fire. Again, the power thing, what's he got? Seven... 18 and 0, 10 KOs now. So when you look at it, you know, like I said, I didn't think he could put him down and out. He put him down. But his power is adequate enough, in my opinion, that he's going to make people hesitant. And you saw that tonight. Jose's a grinder. He's a gritty dude. He's a tough guy. And he was made hesitant by the heat that Caleb was putting on him. So you have to imagine going forward that his power is, maybe if it's not world-class power, it doesn't need to be because he's a boxer. He doesn't need to go out and just flatten people. What he needs you to do is fight at his pace, fight at his timing. Because you saw when he was under pressure late, he did fatigue. So if somebody could theoretically put that kind of pressure on him all fight long without the hesitation, then he could be in serious trouble, especially if they're a puncher. The problem is he seems to bring enough voltage that there's not going to be too many people that are just going to go throwing Ricardo Mayorga style on him, being willing to take those counter punches back with that kind of heat that's coming off of him. And Jose, who we thought would press, did press. But we also said if Caleb has enough punching power to make him hesitant, then that's a definite win-win-win for Caleb. And you saw that early with the commentators going crazy about why he's not jabbing, why he's not throwing punches. He's never going to win the fight if he doesn't do this, that, and the other. But you got to be in there and realize he's getting hit with these punches. And I know exactly why he was hesitant and why it switched in the second half of the fight. Because Caleb obviously pulled back, was tired, and the threat was less. So overall, I mean, I don't think there's a lot that you can fault Caleb here. Even Jose. I mean, he did what he could do. He went forward. He threw his hard punches. He hurt him once or twice. I believe like once, actually, in the fight. And he won, you know, the late rounds when Caleb got tired. But overall, he was just outboxed. And in certain spots, outgunned even. So when you're looking at that, I mean, Jose is going to be Jose. I don't think he's diminished at all. It, it was a difficult matchup. You saw the money that came in on Caleb simply because of the stylistic matchup. Again, I mentioned, the, I think it was a minus 380 opening line on Jose, which I thought was way too high. It came down a lot. All the money was on Caleb. And that's simply because he's shown hand speed and foot speed. And he's shown a good change, shown good punching power. It was just he hadn't shown it yet on this level. And tonight he showed it on that level. So if you're a Caleb Plant fan, I think you have a lot to be excited about going forward because he did what he did tonight against a very tough, gritty guy. And those type of guys are generally the toughest matchups for a boxer slash boxer puncher. The guys that are just going to walk you down constantly and make you beat them over a decision that are going to hit you to the body and hit you on the arms and the hips. And we spoke about this in the previous podcast and that's what Jose did. But Caleb was able to neutralize him more often than not. And when he was in those sticky, scary situations where you thought, is the tide changing? 
Are we going to see him just collapse under this pressure? He was able to work through it. So I think overall it was a very impressive performance from Caleb, and I'm certainly excited to see what he's going to bring in the future. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.